G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around quickly and let's get an update on those things, breaking news headlines as they're coming out of the Middle East and especially as they affect the nation of Israel. Ron Ross back with us today. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with one that really is very, very serious and uh, almost difficult to talk about. The idea that the U.S. has a claim that they have evidence proving Bashar al-Assad is burning political prisoners in a crematorium. And others have made this claim before, but this is the first time the U.S. says they have some confirmation. And the frightening thing, Neil, is that they've produced evidence Uh, Syrian President Bashar Assad operates a crematorium in order to dispose of political prisoners and they're executed uh, not far far out of Damascus. The building girds Assad's infamous Sednaya military complex, which includes one of the regime's largest prisons, known as a final destination for those who enter. The U.S. believes that roughly 50 prisoners are executed each day and that thousands have been burned since the crematorium was first constructed. We now believe that the Syrian regime has installed a crematorium, Stuart Jones, acting assistant secretary for Near Eastern Affairs, told reporters yesterday, he said, which could dispose of detainees' remains with little evidence. Human rights groups believe between 60,000 and 110,000 civilians have been murdered by the Assad regime without cause or without charge, with up to 20,000 executed between 2011 and 2015. Uh, It's a a shattering revelation and uh, one we're sure the... uh, international groups have known about for some time uh, and uh, in the uh, claims made by the US uh, they say that Russia has known all along about this activity. Certainly a very worrying development there in Syria. Uh, Ron let's turn our attention to Israel. Tensions flared yesterday between a Trump team in Jerusalem and the representatives of Benjamin Netanyahu. And now the White House has issued a statement clarifying the situation. Yeah, as we know, President Trump will be in Jerusalem for the Independence Day celebrations next week. Uh, But now the Trump administration is denying that one of its top officials characterised the Western Wall as West Bank territory outside of established Israeli jurisdictions after local reports in Jerusalem claimed the U.S. officials said as much to counterparts in Netanyahu's office. These comments, if true, were not authorised by the White House, a spokesman told the Jerusalem Post yesterday. They do not reflect the U.S. position and certainly not the president's position. Uh, There's a lot of uh, 
pushing and shoving and toing and throwing going on at the moment in preparation for Donald Trump's visit. And incidentally, he will be the first ever sitting USA president to visit the Western Wall. Uh, it's going to be a mind-blowing visit, I'm sure. Well, the visit is going to happen in Israel on Independence Day, May 23rd. That's next Tuesday. Yep. Uh, he's said to be reassessing his plan to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. And some concerns, Ron, whether such a move might actually hinder or help the Middle East peace process. Yeah, he's come a long way from being a candidate, hasn't he? Um, a lot of U.S. candidates for president have made similar promises and have been faced with reality once they were elected. U.S. President Donald Trump is assessing whether the move of the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem would help or hurt prospects for clinching his Israel-Palestinian peace deal. This was a uh, comment made by the Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. Since taking office, Trump has backed away from his campaign pledge to move the embassy in a gesture to Israel, instead saying he's still studying the issue. But Tillerson linked Trump's deliberations directly to his aspirations for brokering Middle East peace. The president is being very careful to understand how such a decision would impact the peace process, Tillerson said uh, on Meet the Press on Sunday. Now, there have also been, parallel to these things going on, Palestinian elections and some grave concerns as Fatah loses the municipal elections in the Palestinian Authority and suggesting an opportunity for Hamas. Yeah, now, I don't know uh, whether you've got your shock helmet on, uh, but some of the elections they lost, they stood unopposed. Right. (laughs) I don't know how you lose that, but they did. The results of Saturday's local elections did not portend well for any left-winger or U.S. official putting their hopes in the moderate Fatah party of current Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas retaining control. Now, imagine if he doesn't, uh, and Hamas take over, uh, where the peace talks could end up. It would be just a blitz. Mm. Despite an official boycott by Hamas, Palestinian Jihad, and the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, the Palestinian authorities controlling Fatah Party still failed to win most of the municipal races in which it ran. So you've got the three leading terrorist groups banning their supporters from voting, uh, and still uh, the Fatah lost. Uh, We're waiting for the main election to come around and it could be shattering. Wow. Well, let's focus a little on something else that really would be uh, something of a surprise to a lot of listeners. Uh, The USA and Saudi Arabia in the final stages of negotiating a $300 billion arms deal. That's billion with a B. That's right. Isn't that huge? It's huge. The United States and Saudi Arabia are said to be in the final stages. A senior White House official said over the weekend that the arms package totaling over $300 billion was designed to boost Riyadh's defence capabilities while maintaining Israel's qualitative military edge in the Middle East. 
We are in the final stages of a series of deals, the unnamed official, I believe he's unnamed, official said. It's good for the American economy, but it will also be good in terms of building a capability that's appropriate for challenges in the region. Now, I, I'm only reading between the lines, but I'm saying America is making sure that Saudi Arabia will be equipped to deal with any interference coming out of Iran. Uh, but it's mind-boggling to think that they could do a $300 billion deal and still say that uh, in a military economy, Israel's still stronger. So just imagine what arsenal uh, exists in Israel. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's worthy of uh, letting your imagination run wild. It may be much bigger than any of us anticipate. Uh, Ron Ross, always so good getting your insights and breaking news. This is headlines as they're in the papers today of uh, those stories that are breaking in Israel and in the Middle East. And Ron Ross, always appreciate your a great update each Tuesday. And thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Great to be with you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.